Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Matchball. Hello and welcome to the final game on the Matchball 30. Dan, Michael and Moscow with you as we sing this song. Oh, scum, look what we've gone and done. We've won Division 1. Why is that? Because we are the champions. We are the champions. And what better way to celebrate being the champions than lifting the trophy, the championship trophy, in front of a packed house at Ellen Road. Over 32,500 inside for the Norwich City game today. The final game of the 1991-1992 season in which we're the champions. We are the champions, my friends. But Wilco has been uh, celebrating in rock and roll style. Go Wilco. He's... He's had a round of golf. That's his, his treat for himself, isn't it? Nothing more needed. With no higher company than Harry Gration himself. I mean, that does make it quite significant. If you you don't get to play golf with Harry Gration unless you've really achieved. <laughs> Harry Gration is, of course, the TV presenter from uh, local news magazine programme, Look North. Yeah, hugely yeah. famous within Yorkshire. Step over the borders. No one knows who he is. National viewers will know him because he always commentates on the judo at the Olympics. Oh, I mean, and who, can, who other... can forget those great judo the other string to his bow. Matches, is, games. It, is he doing that in Barcelona this summer? He will be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. He's a, he's, a, he's a monster for the old judo, is Harry Gration. But um, they had a, a round of golf, went on to the links, didn't they? The pair of them, Wilco and Harry Gration, and uh, and had a little bit of a natter as well. I keep seeing the trophy. I saw it last night on television. I never realised how big the trophy was. It's silly things that start to make an impression. I remember when we got promoted from the second division and we got the medal... What an impression that made on me, right until the minute I opened the box. I never even thought about the medal. And as soon as I opened the box and saw the medal, it's quite an emotional moment. I can tell how it's sounding positive, isn't he, uh, with this, this title, when he's enjoying himself. He may have been a little distracted because the, um, the reserves went to Liverpool in midweek and they lost 7-2. And he was fuming. Oh, rotten to the core, this club. Him and, him and Mick Hennigan were not at all impressed that... These players who were uh, had been on the piss since Sunday <laughs> went to Anfield. And um, yeah, it was a strong team. Cantona up front with Carl Schutz, which I think is something we all dreamed of seeing in the first team. Rod Wallace's brother, Mark Tinkler, Steve Hodge, Mervyn Day in goal, John McClellan, Dave Weatherall, Dylan Kerr, obviously, he scored a penalty. But yeah, we uh, conceded, I think conceded four in the last 20 minutes. So it's not been a great week for Leeds United. And that's the other sort of uh, string to Wilkinson's preparations for the Norwich game is uh, he wants us to be unbeaten at home in the league and he also uh, that a win will get us just off the targets. He said at the start of the season I set us a target of trying to average two points per game and I would like to see us finish as near to that as possible. I knew 
when I set that target, it would be very difficult to achieve and it would mean the players straining every nerve and sinew and playing to the very limits of their ability. So if we can finish the campaign only two, sh- two points short of the target I set, that in itself would be a tremendous achievement. So uh, with these things in mind, it's important we get down to some training <laughs> in readiness for the game. Actually, just talking about Wilco's targets, um, going back to the Harry Gration interview, in that, he's like, yeah, knew we'd go up, if not the first year, the second year. But I thought we'd do it in the first. So we got promoted in 1990, as Wilco expected. And he was talking about the championship maybe three or four years after we got promoted. Uh, we might might have a crack at it. But no, we uh, we just went and, and won it. I think there's Amazing. an element of sort of confidence in, you know, if we do go back to when he first came in, he came from Sheffield Wednesday, who were a first division club who he'd taken up. And he he felt that all he needed was a bit of backing from the board and they would win the title or very, very close to it. Getting into Europe, obviously, Heisel messed that up. But he was really confident that they, sh- they should be becoming um, one of the top three or four teams in the country. But the board just weren't interested to start selling players. And then that's when Leeds got in touch and Leslie Silver and Bill Fodderby had all the ambition that he wasn't getting at Sheffield Wednesday. So... You then look at the, the players he brought in. There was Chapman, who we had at Wednesday, Sterling, who we had at Wednesday, um, even Newsom and Weatherall, who we had at, in, in the reserves Make, at makes Wednesday. You, makes you wonder why he said they were showing a lack of ambition at Wednesday. They had all the players he wanted anyway. <laughs> but they didn't go and get Gordon Strachan. He mm. wanted Gordon Strachan all the time while he was at Wednesday. He was a player who he wanted. And I think he just felt that he knew he could put together the nucleus of sort of rebuilding what he'd made at Sheffield Wednesday, recreated at Leeds with ambitious people who would go and do John Lukic, Gary McAllister, Tony Dorigo, Rod Wallace, um, players that just... And his brother. And his brother. Players that just his twin, that Sheffield Wednesday's board would just not even consider, even though they were in the middle of the first division. He had to go to the bottom of the division two to find owners who would say, yeah, we'll spend £2 million on players in, in division two, more than a first division club would. So... I think that gave him the confidence to think he knew he could win something. Um, he he was just right. needed someone to back him. <laughs> and absolutely right. And I think, yeah, he's outpaced himself. The spending yeah. of last summer just shows as well the amount you do need to spend to bridge what was actually on paper quite a small gap because obviously came up, had a brilliant first season, but not quite there. And then... Those players have just made the difference, haven't they? they? Have. Wallace and... And, and having a bit of extra depth as well. People like having Hodge to come off the bench and, and fill gaps rather than having to go, well, Andy Williams can kind of fill in here and you know just having a higher quality of, of player off there I as mean, well they took a punt on him and within well under five years it's it's paid off completely which is absolutely it's wild isn't it it's crazy it's under four years actually isn't it I mean it's funny comparing the uh, the atmosphere today to the um, the game the atmosphere at the game at the end of his first season because he came in in October 88 took over for Billy Bremner and then May 1989 season ended with um, Mark Hazelwood who'd been getting loads of uh, grief from fans in the cop, he scored against Walsall and then ran towards the cop and flicked V's, double V's at them and was immediately substituted, stripped of the captaincy. That was our captain. And uh, David Batty uh, came on the pitch in his place. That was, you know, the end of Wilkinson's first season. And then we look at the, the way that our captain ends or even starts the game at the end of this season with the Football League First Division <laughs> trophy. In his hands, and even even so, Hazelwood double flicking double V's at the crowd, whereas Gordon Strachan 
when he gets the championship trophy in his hands, has the thought to move around the big Barclays barrier that's blocking the view of the low fields and wave to the fans behind who couldn't see him with the trophy because of that big sponsor board. The club has changed just completely, hasn't and, it? And three years from that point to this is absolutely wild. And next season, it means the European Cup. I'm seeing some of the names that we could be facing next year. This is exciting, isn't it? Leeds United in Europe. Champions Cup? European Cup. Yeah. Let's go. We've won it once. We can win it again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, well, we've got, what, PSV? Bobby Robson's over there managing PSV, Porto, Marseille. Yeah, AC Milan probably winning it in Italy. And then... Um, Germany yet to be decided in Spain as well, but yeah, Real Madrid, top of the league in Spain. That'd be that'd be a nice start, wouldn't it? Barcelona and Atletico as well. Or do we want some? Do we want a softer start just to win it? Anderlecht, Bruges, they're um, a point clear in Belgium, so it could be any of those. We've heard of all of those, haven't we? I think the good news is that uh, in Germany, Bayern Munich, who obviously we beat to win this cup in 1975, <laughs> they can't inter- interfere. It's Eintracht Frankfurt, Dortmund, or Stuttgart who are. Uh, Involved, and we could we'll probably fancy us against any of them. I mean, we're playing Stuttgart, aren't we, in the um, in pre-season, the Makita. Makita, which is really the that's the big European competition these days, isn't it's it? The one everyone's talking about, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've actually got a game to get round to, uh, mm-hmm. but before that, we're going to be lifting a trophy. Lifting that's a trophy. I mean, amazing. That seems like the more important part, really, doesn't it? Leeds against Norwich. I know Wilkinson wants his unbeaten record and his two points a game target, but just give us the trophy. Let's go get. Pissed. Howard Wilkinson bedecked beautifully in, in a Gatorade jumper. Um, That's new, Howard, isn't it? That's yeah. lovely. And it's a white one as well. Always dangerous being around champagne, mm. fizzing champagne when you're wearing white, isn't it? It's very sheer material as well. Gatorade, quite a bright colour as well, generally, yeah. isn't it? It'd, it'd make a terrible stain on it, but he looks he looks pristine, does Wilco. I mean, he's, he's getting his award as well. Just what, what fantastic scenes, amazing scenes. And a completely different feeling in the air at Ellen Road as well. All the pressure that's built up over the season because it's gone so late in the season to seeing this one decided to turn up and it just be fun. I mean, there's, there was a goddamn panda on the pitch. What's that about? <laughs> I was wondering I was wondering that. I came from, uh, I've been at a warehouse all evening. I wondered if it was, I was still suffering the effect of that. But no, that, is that right? That was there. It's the well-known DJ Bear, the panda of peace. Yep. He's been rocking around um, some uh, stadiums for a while, encouraging... Um, it's part of like a, an anti-hooligan effort that Paul Trevelyan is behind and may even have been inside that panda costume, who is the guy who in 1972, he invented sock tags. He arranged for Marching On Together, the seven-inch single to be written and produced and released and be a, a hit single. And he had the uh, the tracksuits with names on the back and all that sort of stuff with him. So it's kind of um, sort of poetic that he should be running around the pitch dressed as a panda. <laughs> Um, again as well but yeah but obviously we're that kind of uh, magazine is beneath us but if you read shoot or match you'll quite often see DJ Panda has a a column in there for the kids Mm, that's quite clever Panda writing a column because they don't have opposable thumbs or do they I think this one does alright all good he's got Uh, it he can dictate (laughs) to a stenographer (laughs) if need be speak Pandaries yeah excellent and we've seen some cheerleaders as well on the pitch I mean, this, is this the the march towards the Americanization of the game that's coming with the Super League next year? Probably get them every game, won't you? In the Super League, it's tiresome, isn't it? Let, let's fireworks. Enjoy, let's enjoy today. Happen next Let, year. We've got fireworks today. Let's enjoy today, shall we? Streamers, confetti's, party poppers, doing it Yorkshire style. And a, a check for a hundred thousand pounds. I mean, that'll be well. No celebration is complete without a giant check, and there is a giant check being waved on the pitch. Leslie Silver handed a check for a hundred thousand pounds. Michael, it's not very much, is it? It's a, it's a tenth of Cantona. <laughs> I don't have £100,000, do you? Well, 
No, but I, I mean, mean it, presumably well, it's coming from Barclays. I mean, they're, they're, they're the famed, famed for not having much money. Won the bloody league. Give us a million quid at least. Do you think? Come on. <laughs> like you say, you've got to at least be able to buy a player with it. Yeah. I mean, who have we bought for a hundred grand? I'm sure Wilco will get someone out of Ray Wallace. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a check for Ray Wallace? Yeah. Perfect. And what, and what a season he's had. What's, your, what's been your favourite Ray Wallace moment? <laughs> um, the way he's always been there to support his twin brother. Oh, dear me. A carnival feeling. Fair to say that. And brilliant that they lifted the trophy. Would you prefer to have seen the trophy lifted afterwards? Do both. Oh, they did both, didn't we? Yeah. It was it, it was nice to get a little bit um, a little bit at the start where people wouldn't run on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, afterwards, I mean, we'll come to it, but it was got a little bit hectic and I think it wasn't quite as poetic seeing David Batty just dragging it out the changing rooms with like a, a can of, it, I think he had a can of Gatorade in one hand. And because people were shaking his hand, he had to kind of hold the can in his mouth and the trophy, you know, the Football League Championship trophy in one hand and then he's kind of shaking hands with Norwich players at the other just in a t-shirt because oh I know where it, it was almost like they were going to do Shall a, lap, go of, get it? a lap of honour yeah. where's the trophy oh I've seen it I know where it is it's in that cupboard I'll go get it don't worry <laughs> it's in give us a minute <laughs> but uh, they look like they're having a great time and Mill still enjoyed the trophy lift didn't he he was the only one who really gave it some everyone else was quite shy he almost <laughs> wanted to see some of them break out of it a little bit but it was like Gary Speed just sort of Head down, just kind of went, oh, won this. Yeah. And he, <laughs> a, huge, a huge chip. Batty went, nice bonus. Yeah, Batty again was just <laughs> it, it, as if he was like, what are you giving me this for? You have it. Nice uh, nice cheer for Eric as well, though. And Mel, yeah, absolutely making hay with this. Because, well, it's probably feel, going to feel special to him because he's missed out on the, the latter half of the season due to his injury. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, Mel is going to be central to the night out that's going to follow tonight. You just know it. As will uh, Dylan Kerr, who also got to lift it despite not playing that disgrace a, a single minute and 7-2 defeat and he comes out lifting a trophy <laughs> should hang his head in shame but that was um, he some people did wonder why Dylan Kerr was there with the, the trophy um, at the end but captain of the reserves and travelled to every game every league match although he never actually got onto the bench for one he, w- he went to every game and was ready for every game so in Howard Wilkinson's mind he's basically the perfect professional didn't put a foot wrong in the first division title win all season, but he was there, ready, willing to play, doing his job, every training session, every match. So come on the pitch at the end and uh, have a lift to this. And Wilkinson did say something like that after the um, after the game in the changing rooms, where he said he wanted to re- to make sure players like you know Ian Baird and Vinnie Jones and Bobby Davison, who all played big parts in coming up, and obviously Michael Whitlow, uh, without whom um, we, the club just wouldn't be what it, it was today. But the irresistible offer from Leicester City that you know when a, a quality player has the opportunity to, to make a big movie just have to go but um, they're all those players he kind of wanted to bring them all back for this but the best he could do was just have John McClelland and uh, Dylan Kerr and Mervyn Day should have been there as well but I think he's in goal for Luton today so it's it's all a bit um, weird so Dylan Kerr represents sort of the past. everybody else <laughs> not the past but everybody else who contributed <laughs> And yeah, yeah, as we were saying, it was very much carnival at the start, and then a little bit after the Lord Mayor's parade was the game itself, uh, which we'll get to. We'll get to the game itself in, in just a second or two. There was no jeopardy attached to it. We should say that, like Norwich, in theory, could have gone down, but it would have required a seventeen-goal swing. We've won the league. Don't know if you'd noticed. So there's no jeopardy at the top anymore, and probably not in a fit physical state after a week on the piss to dish out a seventeen-nil beating to Norwich. No, I would say I have seen our players look. Apply themselves harder to a match. Yeah, shall I say? That's Although, very diplomatic. Um, and I, I've also seen Howard Wilkinson happier with the performance. 
than he was in the first half. But we got there, and uh, the details of the match on the way in a second. First, the lineups, because there is one little quirk within this lineup. Did you notice this one? Uh, so Lukic in goal, John Newsom at number two, Tony DiRigo number three, David Batty number four, Chris Fairclough number five, Chris White number six, Eric Cantona number 14, hmm. Rod Wallace number eight, Lee Chapman number nine, Gary McAllister number 10, Gary Speed number 11. Your subs, Steve Hodge, and number seven, Gordon Strachan. So you may, be, I don't know if you picked up on the slight variation in my voice there, the quizzical tone. Cantona starts, but in the number 14 shirt, Strachan given his number seven shirt from the bench. It's better than him being dressed as a fullback. And with, no. that was less, that was, that, I was less comfortable with that earlier in the season. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that they've had to get special dispensation from the Football League to be allowed to do this? They have, yeah. You should be lining up one to 11. But um, I don't know if this is a sign of kind of, we're talking about the Super League and the, the cheerleaders and all those sort of creeping Americanization for our players with like 99 on the back <sighs> of their shirts at some point soon. But 99 um, flake. But kind of nice. It wouldn't. It would have looked really strange to see Gordon Strachan. He came on for the last quarter of an hour because he's he's basically not fit to play. So it was all. It was quite sentimental anyway. With you know fourteen on his back on Strachan's back wouldn't have looked right at all. Whereas Cantona, it's too small a back fine. to put it on. Maybe that's what they told the FA. And, like, and we, also, we just cannot fit the numbers on. Sciatica as well. Back problem. You don't want to put any excess weight on his back. Mm. So two digits on the back going to be a lot heavier than one as well. So you have got to think about these marginal gains, gentlemen. There's um, also the weird, uh, did you notice what uh, Norwich did on their bench? I didn't. They had, because of this risk they had of conceding uh, 17 goals to us and going down, to sort of mitigate against the goalkeeper either being injured or sent off if something happened, they had a goalkeeper on the bench instead of, so you can only have two substitutes, obviously. They had one outfield player, I forget who that was, and then the other substitute was a goalkeeper. Right. It was a bit wild, their keeper, wasn't it? Through the game, made it, made it- Made a couple of really good saves and then did a couple of absolutely ridiculous things. Yeah, he's a young man. They usually have, um, it's Angus Gunn, isn't it? He's yeah. their usual goalkeeper. Brian Gunn. Angus Brian Gunn. Iron is, Angus is not yet born, son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, it, it's a good name. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, it's Mark Walton who was in golf for Norwich with uh, Paul Blades, Ian Culverhouse, John Paulston, Rob Newman, Robert Ullathorne, Jeremy Goss, David Phillips, Andy Johnson, Robert Fleck, Rule Fox, um, Woodthorpe on the bench. As a, an indication of just how bad this team is, Robert Fleck has scored 19 goals in the first division, which is like, that's as many as Chapman. And they're, you know, they have to avoid defeat really to get, well, by 17 goals to avoid getting relegated. So the rest of that team must be absolutely awful. Although Rule Fox is quite good at crossing. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right then, to the details of the singing. Uh, Let's All Laugh at Man U was one of the great uh, chants that went up right at the very, uh, the very start of the game. Um, we were cheering and laying passes right from the kickoff. <laughs> were we taking this one entirely seriously, gentlemen? Yeah, you normally get that three up with five minutes to go, don't you? But just from the off, let's do it. When you've won the league, you can do whatever the hell you want. Didn't keep it up, though. That was poor. No. no. But there was a chance uh, from that, yeah, frankly, weird bit of goalkeeping. Yeah, just he could have just caught the ball. Is this the what this Walton character? Yeah, it was Cantona like lofted a ball back into the box, kind of doing a, a big just hoof behind him, see where it ended up. And I don't know why he just did a strange. He like did a swing at it like it was a nightclub drunk, just throwing a punch, and it he went to the edge of the box, speed headed it back, and Cantona probably should have scored with the he controlled it on his chest quite nicely, but then just just dragged his volley a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he's tried to catch the keeper out by kind of volleying inside the near post but I think if he'd just got it on target this clown wasn't going to save it and what you need is a good steady pair of hands in your own goal um, which is exactly what we've got because then not long after we saw John Lukic juggling the ball on his head this... pass wasn't brilliant and accurate by Chapman not noted for his uh... he hoofed it at him from halfway <laughs> not noted for his work on the floor Lee Chapman's <laughs> in the centre circle and he just I mean I think this is probably the perfect encapsulation of the game in like one moment Lee Chapman, in our centre circle, just belts the ball back towards our own goal. And Lukic, who, you know, Lukic is a very serious man. We Before games, he goes into the bath and he sits there in silence and meditates, um, which I've never heard of any other footballer doing that. And he doesn't speak to anybody. He's so absolutely focused on his performance that he, he goes into this trance. And, you know, he's, he's won the title at Arsenal. He's now won the title at Leeds. He should be the England goalkeeper. He's incredible. But you don't really see him break character. But when Chapman boots this ball back, it just goes outside the penalty area. So Lukic runs out, judges the bounce, and then he heads it up into the air (laughs) and he juggles the ball on his head like um, a dolphin juggling a beach ball back into his penalty area and then catches it. And it's just... (laughs) You know, it's great that players are doing that anyway, but, it, you know but want, then it's John Lukic doing it. I want Alex Ferguson to see that. That's what I want. That's a disgrace. <laughs> They're not taking this seriously. And then um, there's, uh, it was on the, the footage that um, when the cop started singing his England's number one, he gave them, he put his hand behind his back and gave them a thumbs up. So he's still, because that's the other thing he does. He just, he crouches and concentrates on where the ball is and what the game is doing. So you never see him respond. He, he's just so in his own world. But he just, that little thumb behind his back to say, yeah, I can hear you and I agree. You know, when it's, Mel Sterland is going to be an exuberant character, whatever is happening. John Lukic, that he's getting involved just shows you it's a, it's a great day. It's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a carnival of football and we take the lead. And it's a, it's a bloody great goal as mm. well. Rod Wallace, I, I think earlier in the season, I was accusing him of being a waste of money. This was quite good. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> from, from nothing really, because yeah, it seems like a bit of a, a bit of a knock-around game, really. They're, they've nothing to play for. We're probably better than them, even though we're half-pissed and not really trying. And then Wallace just picks it up in his own half from seemingly nothing really going on. Bit of interplay between Speed and Chapman, and then Wallace just sets off with it, beats a few players, puts it in the bottom corner. Which is what you can do when you're the champions. Just... It feels like a good example of what Wallace can do when the pressure's off. Mm. 
Um, cause I think, uh, it, it gets forgotten because he was our, he is our record signing, at, um, 1.5 million plus hundred grand for his twin. That's a lot of pressure on a player who is still, I think he's only 21. So he's younger than speed and batty. It just feels like he's been around forever because he broke into the Southampton team so young at the end of the 80s. But I think the big move, the pressure, the title run, you know, it's been difficult for us to play our best football, particularly at Main Road, for example, as we deal with the idea that we could win the league. But then if you remove that pressure and just let Rod Wallace run from halfway and beat everybody, it it shows what he can do. He's not had a, a consistent season either because he had, he's been injured and then he's been pushed to the wing occasionally when Cantona's been moved in up front and stuff as well. So he's um, back in his proper position. Go on to look in. Man City was, it was only what, four weeks ago. About a month. Yeah. Different world. QPR. It's crazy, isn't it? We've got 4-1 at Loftus Road, got done. So And, then, um, and this week we finished the season like four wins out of five, three wins on the bounce. <laughs> and <laughs> Man finish, United didn't, did they? Finished the season with... Um, with one boot on and one boot off. David Batiste. Uh, I mean, this is another moment that kind of sums up how Leeds have changed. I think Howard Wilkinson despairs of David Batty probably every single day. You know, it got to the point that that story has to have his own ball in training because he won't do set pieces. <laughs> so they, they wrote Batty's ball on this ball and just said, go over to that pitch where you won't distract everybody. And at, uh, at one point, Wilkinson just appeared at the, the side of the, the pitch in front of the dugout. He's got boots in his hands. He's just screaming, fucking hell, fucking hell. <laughs> you know what's going on? And it turns out Batty needs his boots swapping. So he comes over, starts swapping his boots, but he doesn't. he's not waited for a break in play. Leeds take a corner, Norwich attack. So Batty, with one boot on, is off into our penalty area. Um, he doesn't win a tackle, but somebody passes to him. He <laughs> starts playing, playing passes about in his sock. Barefoot like Zola Bud. One, one boot on, one boot off. And his other boot is just lying on the pitch on the other side of the of the the ground, and um, Batty is you know he does his job and he's very good at doing his job, but he's so close all the time to just being an absolute menace. You wonder if he would have done this if we'd have needed a win from this game. Exactly. If, he would, if he would still have just been like, ah, it's fine, let's play with a sock on for a bit. Don't matter though, does it? Because we're the champions. I mean, it didn't matter. No, no it doesn't matter. Absolutely doesn't matter. And it adds to adds to the character of the game. Yeah, it's fun, it isn't it? It's just wonderful. Just Batty just running around with one boot on. It's just and. How, I think what makes it even better is that Wilkinson's really annoyed about it. Because I know <laughs> Batty will just be like, it's fine, I can I can play with one boot. Also, we've won the league, so I don't know what you're worried about. But I think Wilkinson's just saying, I have to deal with this guy every single day. It's, like, it's like a naughty schoolboy and, and a teacher, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, Norwich have a couple of chances uh, in the closing stages of the first half. Fleck has a shot that was uh, blocked by Chris White. He did really well, good slide was that. And then Lukic with a brilliant save, again, showing his uh, his quality. Fox does a turns into Rod Wallace briefly, does a little run from inside his own half, but then finds um, finds Fleck who kind of checks back inside and tries to curl it into the top corner. But Lukic gets a, a good strong hand to it, puts it out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because we're the champions. Doesn't it matter if it had gone in, no, but it didn't. Um, half time, then one nil up to the champions. Second half, then what happened there? Then <laughs> was it just a, a slow march towards the full time whistle or what? I keep looking at these moments that sum the game up and, and the season up, and then this is more just the game, but Chapman. Uh, with the ball at his feet near halfway, trying to turn somebody and then just falling over like a, like you know when they do a controlled demolition on an old mill tower, it goes down so slowly, <laughs> but you know it's coming, so you can see it coming from a mile off, and like people people bring a pack lunch to watch it happen, just Lee Chapman collapsing slowly <laughs> to the ground. It's like, yep, that's why we don't let him kick the ball. 
I mean, the greatest entertainment for me, I don't know about you, in that second half was uh, was the songs. Are you watching Manchester? That was uh, one of my favourites. Do you have any ones that you liked in particular? Quite like the uh, singing about up the football league we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's a nice, it just reminds you, doesn't it? It's yeah. not, not long ago we did need to go up the football league. And, we, and were, now... we were singing that two years ago and look where we are now. Now we're at the top of it. Yeah, and of course, the song that we started the show with, Oscom, look what we've gone and done. We've won Division 1. We are the champions. But it did just look like the champions wanted to get to the end of the game here. And we saw the sub 15 minutes from time. Hodge and Strack came on for Cantona and Chapman. We should, we should have probably added more in the second half. There was a decent volley from, um, well, half volley from Cantona that was very well hit, but kind of straight at Walton. And then um, Speed with a header as well from about six or seven yards out that was that was well saved by him. Is that the McAllister free kick? Mm. It was the, the header... Speed in the air just continues to just get better and better because speed is kind of running in one direction to meet that cross. And then as he jumps, after he's jumped, he realises he needs to sort of tilt to direct it. And somehow in the air, he tilts his entire body in like a different direction. And then so that he can get the direction on the, the header when he nods it. And it's such a... I watched it about three times when I got the recording because... You don't see him coming. You don't. You don't see where speed comes from, and suddenly he's in the air, twisting. How, how has he done that? And it's um, the long hair is definitely helping the heading as well. Makes it, it look, gives it a real dramatic twist, doesn't it? So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, um, we 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 don't stumble towards the line, but you know the mind is on getting the season finished now, and uh, it has that, shall we say, customary end of season feeling. This one, um, and and the party just needs to begin. And final whistle. I'm fairly sure at one point, like Chris White and Chris Fairclough were playing up front. Mm. And Strachan's just like running around wherever. There's nobody's really taking it seriously. Once Hodge and Strachan are on, it is kind of, um, yeah, we're just going to play this out for the last because neither Hodge's ankles have gone as well. Neither <laughs> of them are fit, but it's like, go on, lads. Go on, lads, you can have a turn. I do yeah. worry about Strachan. Mm. There's a bit of me thinking, is this the last time we're actually going to see him? Because mm. it feels like we've we've dragged every little bit of energy out of him the last few seasons and hopefully he can go again. Yeah, hope so, hope so. But yeah, final whistle, season over. Strange, strange, isn't it, to get to the season? It'd be so much fun on the final day after all that accumulated stress and the back and forth and the changing of the the league positions at the top one and two, and we've won the league. And that is when the "Are You Watching Manchester" songs come out, as we are doing a lap of honour to uh, chari- the Chariots of Fire music, which I think is great. This is why I wish they'd done the, the league trophy lifting at the end, mm. because it all got a little bit messy here at this point. The players God. and assaulted spectators, yeah, who no one seems to have really stopped getting on the pitch. <laughs> The stewards are kind of following around, I think, trying to deal with them. They're quite good at dealing with them one by one. Mm. Going like, come on, get off. But Strachan's when doing that as well. You can see Strachan having a word with people going, just fuck off, eh? Well, <laughs> yeah. The, like, we've, we've won this. Well, the, well, the, crowd, the crowd end up singing off, 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 don't they? Yeah. Cause, um, people... There's been some pre-match talk about this as well. Like The players will only do a lap of honour if the fans stay off the pitch. And if fans start coming on, they'll just go off and it won't happen. So there was that, they created that jeopardy of like the, if the fans come on they will be spoiling it but it, it became because they got around to the cop and did a photos there so as a team and then after that is when it truly got chaotic so they managed <laughs> to get it was a happy medium in the end where some of the footage is funny of the, the players sort of coming around the northeast corner and you can't actually see the players you can just see like three or four blokes <laughs> Um, leading the way as if they're like blowing fake trumpets and stuff. And you're like, mm, why are we giving them a round of applause? <laughs> but it, it just about worked out, didn't it? No. 
you know, it's not Leeds if it's not a bit hectic and a bit wild. Absolutely. And then after the match, do you see some of the stuff after the game when they went back into the changing rooms? It wasn't Gatorade that Wilkinson had to worry about. It was champagne being poured over his uh, over his head. But he was happy. And, uh, and yeah, really given the uh, the credit to the, the players, um, he said, uh, it's been a dream, hasn't it? 82 points, which is as near as damn it the total I said would win it. And I thought that we would be stretching every nerve and sinew to get those points. And they deserve great credit because I think of the teams that might have won it, they've had to do the most. They've had to work the hardest. They've had to cope with the most difficulties. They've had to play out of position more than other people. And they've had to chop and change tactically more than other people. So I think it makes the achievements sweeter. They've been magnificent. The size of the squad was never the biggest, but I said all along, I thought our best team was as good as anybody's. So they deserve what credit they're going to get. And in the years to come, you know, they will get credit. Absolutely. Nice to hear Strachan as well talking about the players who got us there in the first place to give them credit because it has been a, it hasn't been a, something that we've been inevitably building for a decade, has it? It has kind of come in such a short period of time and, you know, without Peter Haddock, this doesn't Mm -hmm. happen. So we should have got Vinny back from Chelsea for the day. Yeah. 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 You know, their game was probably meaningless. Mm. Who did they play? They played, uh, they lost 2 1 to Everton. So we should have just come come to Leeds. And it's interesting to draw the contrast with what Ferguson said after their defeat at Anfield that handed us the title where he only acknowledged Howard Wilkinson's work, but Howard Wilkinson here immediately distributing the credit to the players. Yeah. And the players of years ago as well from Strachan. And that kind of goes in with what other stuff that Wilkinson has said before, hasn't it? Of wanting them to all be, um, you know, they're, they're all part of this story. Should we, while we're rubbing it in his, uh, <laughs> in his face, his red check face. him? Alex Ferguson's programme notes for his last game of the season because Howard Wilkinson just wrote, um, he didn't bother with um, his usual essays. He just wrote, thank you all for your magnificent support. Whereas Alex Ferguson had a, a little bit more to say. Losing it has had a numbing effect on us and I don't know how we'll get over it. Now and again, a setback. It's just, it's just it's a little while. It's just straight between the eyes. It leaves a vacuum in your life. A void which... At the time, seems inescapable. What was that for anybody who uh, <laughs> didn't quite follow? It's an inescapable void. Do we, do we need it in the Queen's? And Miles Donig is in it. Losing it has had a numbing effect on us. Um, yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's a, he is, uh, there is a vacuum in his life, a void, which seems inescapable. Good. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. And yes, to round up those results then, from the final weekend of the season, Saturday the 2nd of May 1992, Arsenal 5, Southampton 1, Villa 2, Coventry 0, Everton 2, Chelsea 1, we beat Norwich of course 1-0, league champions no less, Man United 3, Tottenham 1, so they won on their final day, they'll be happy, they secured second place in the division, that's great for them isn't it? The, uh, the loser's place I believe it's called. I really did want them to finish third, no, but never mind. Would have been funny, but uh, Notts County 2, Luton 1, Oldham 2, Man City 5, QPR 1, Crystal Palace nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil, Liverpool nil, and then West Ham three, who are at the bottom, Forest nil, Wimbledon three nil against Sheffield United, leaving the league table after 42 games, season done and dusted. Uh, from the, should we do the bottom upwards? Yeah, do it that way. Yeah, so bottom, West Ham. Great bunch of lads though, West Ham. They did great. Kenny Brown, that statue is being commissioned. Bottom, played 42, 38 points. Notts County with 40 points. Cheated by the referees. Yeah, that uh, Noel, what's it called? Noel Warnock, um, who came up Brought them up, taken them down again. Not happy. Uh, in 20th position, Luton Town, 42 points. Chris Kamara and Mervyn Day couldn't save them. 
Coventry City above that, 44. Norwich with 45 today's opponents. Oldham with 51. Southampton with 52. Also on 52, Spurs down in 15th. Chelsea just above that in 14th, 53. With Wimbledon, same points. Everton, same points in 12th. QPR, 11th on 54. Crystal Palace, 57 points. Uh, Sheffield United managed to finish 9th with 57 points. Nottingham Forest, 8th with 59. Another great bunch of lads. Uh, Villa, 7th on 60 points. Liverpool, 6th. Great bunch of lads. With 64 points. Man City finished 5th in the end, 70 points. Arsenal, 4th with 72. Sheffield Wednesday, 3rd, 75 points. Manchester United, 2nd with 78 points. But winning the title and the division by 4 points. Leeds United played 42, won 22 of those games. Drew 16, lost only 4 74 goals scored. Not quite the highest in the division. Arsenal outscored us um, very slightly with 81, but no bad. Uh, conceded 37. Not the lowest in the division, but not far off it. Um, goal difference of plus 37, the best by by a mile. Pissed it in then, didn't we? 82 points. I think if you want to, um, you know, don't worry about winning the league. Howard Wilkinson's more important target of uh, two points a game. We ended up with 1.952 points per game. So that's Close enough to keep him happy. I'd settle for the same next season. And um, <laughs> unbeaten at Elland Road as well. Um, so all those those four defeats all came away from home. Yeah, the, well, the, the four defeats, 1st of October last year, uh, Crystal Palace, we lost. Ooh. And I've, only because, if you remember, should have been playing them on the opening day of the season, but that all got called off because of Selhurst Park's building works. We had to have the friend against Aldershot and that got moved to a midweek and Howard Wilkinson always loses in midweek at Selhurst Park. And it was the 11th game of the season. So we didn't lose until the 11th game. Then we didn't lose again until February the 8th at Oldham when Cantona first came in. QPR on the 11th of March and then Man City on the 4th of April. Um, other than that, good to go. And a, a sensational run in the second half of the season, actually. Lots and lots of wins. You going to the parade tomorrow? Of course. Uh, starting at Ellen Road. So the, the route will be lined. Parts of the route probably best avoid being lined because part of it's on the M621. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, but it starts at Ellen Road at 10.30. We'll make its way along Ellen Road to the motorway junction along the M621 into central Leeds up Victoria Road and then Neville Street under the station passing round City Square, Ball Lane, Brigger up onto the head row near the art gallery along the top Cookridge Street and then cutting back down to the town hall at 11.30. It being the early 90s, I'm going to try and get a really dangerous vantage point. <laughs> Climb up something tall. Climb a street lamp. Exactly. And What's then, the worst that could happen? And then the culmination of this will be the team appearing on the balcony at the art gallery for victory speeches. That's what champions do, isn't it? The Match Ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.